0: Welcome to episode 167 of the Wave Back Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. As has become tradition around here at the Waveback Podcast, every October we focus on the music of a different Castlevania game in chronological order. This time we're cracking our whips at an often overlooked entry in Konami's classic vampire-killing franchise, and one that didn't find its way to North America until well after its initial release overseas. Watch out for trees being struck by lightning, because tonight we listen to the music of Akumajo Dracula for the Sharp X68000. (laughs) A thousand x zero yeah 60? thousand I, yeah i read that yeah, right Sixty-eight thousand.
1: <laughs> i was like why why the big pause
0: no i'm just i'm looking at that number it's just not computing in my head hi uh, everyone uh, welcome back to uh, the waveback music podcast uh, i feel like there should be more to my script here but nope I, I don't know what i'm doing hey how you doing matt
1: i'm good how are you
0: i'm, I'm doing all right i'm uh, i'm loving the dream uh, over here I know at the, last, the end of the last episode, we said we'd be listening to Rondo of Blood, but I miscalculated uh, Rondo of Blood is the next one. I, I missed Akumato Dracula for the Sharp X68000. I know, how dare I?
1: <laughs> Wait till the Council of Video Game Music Podcasters hears about this.
0: <sighs> not, not being dragged before the Council again. Ah. I swear.
1: They're going to say things like, Rondazo!
0: Put your <laughs> mic and your
1: badge on the table. You're suspended. I play by my own rules. Get out of my office.
0: <laughs> Put on some sunglasses. I podcast by my own rules. Hey, guys, and, uh, what's, uh, what's new and exciting in the world of Matt? How you doing? Are you excited for it to be spooky season?
1: Oh, absolutely, because spooky season means a lot of things to me. My birthday, Halloween, the leaves, jackets. I love it. Yeah, hoodies,
0: good good times.
1: Yeah, absolutely love a good hoodie.
0: I'm just waiting for the weather to co- calm down over here. It's been super rainy mm-hmm. and windy, so Same. we can set up the outdoor Halloween decorations. Ah, hasn't really nice. been amenable to that yet. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. Karen likes to get them up last week of September. She she'd put them up you know, all year round if she could, but mm. I usually drew a hard line at uh, first week in October. Like once October first hits, then you're allowed to go full on spooky season. But my daughter is really into them, and her birthday is October first. So, ah. like, all right, let's let's have the Halloween decorations up before your birthday party. Uh, so that's the, ah. that's the plan. Well, I guess uh, I guess we should probably uh. Get started, huh? We've got some, some music to listen to for, for the old Sharp X68000, a platform we're both intimately familiar with, for sure. Mm,
1: I can talk <laughs> hours about my Sharp X68000 uh, computing console, but it's not what we're here for.
0: Well, Matt, hit us with some history.
1: Akamajo Dracula was released in Japan in July of 1993 for the Sharp X68000 computer. It is effectively yet another version of the original Castlevania for NES, whose story has now been retold in Vampire Killer for MSX and Super Castlevania 4 for the Super NES. As such, it features many of the same level types seen in those games, except with added effects, complexity, and difficulty. You play as Simon Belmont, who in in this game features more maneuverability than in his... NES iteration, but not quite as much as his Super Nintendo version. Uh, while few outside of Japan have ever played this game on its original hardware, it was re-released on PlayStation in October of 2001 as Castlevania Chronicles, where Simon inexplicably had pink hair, like you do. Uh, this game only saw a somewhat limited release, and its physical iteration has become a rather expensive collectible.
0: This game's music is credited to the Konami Kukiha Club and Sota Fujimori, though it's difficult to tell exactly who did what on each song. Some are rearrangements of classic Castlevania tunes, while others are originals. The Konami Kukiha Club is a group of musicians who have been making music for Konami games since the 80s. Its members have changed many times, making it rather difficult to determine which iteration of the group created the music for this specific game. As for Sota Fujimori... He has a number of specific game credits, including a number of games in the DDR series, Neo Contra, and Metal Gear Solid Four: Guns of the Patriots. Matt, do you have any personal history with this specific Castlevania game?
1: No, sir, I don't.
0: Okay, I am uh, the
1: best podcast guest ever.
0: You're <laughs> not a guest; you're host. this is your show.
1: I know, I know, but I <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts as a as a tool to stop my procrastination. And um, I think it's funny when there's podcast guests and they're just like, no.
0: Yes. Have you even heard of this I, one before? Is this uh, all so, news to you? Or?
1: Um, the name... Uh, how, how do I explain this? So I sort of know of this game. Um, I know that there was a, a Japanese version. Um, I, I didn't know to the extent of what the storyline was. Apparently, it's very much part one. Um, and that really kind of is it. That's that's really what I know of it. I, I'm not um, not well-versed in it. I mean, I have, like, the collection, the first collection that came out, and I don't think it's on there, is it? It is, it is not, no. Yeah, so that's definitely why I don't know it. And, of course... I've been an American my whole life and ignorant to everything else other than anything American, so that's uh, that's where I draw the line. No, no. yes, yeah, so I, I really have no familiarity
0: with this. Uh, I uh, first heard about this game myself when it released on PlayStation. I was only tangentially aware that's a platform called the Sharp X68000 even existed. <laughs> <This> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only
1: laughing because we had such a conversation about the name. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I it was completely unfamiliar with it, but after the success of Symphony of the Night, I guess uh, I remember working at Funcoland and this Castlevania Chronicles showed up. It's like I don't know what this is, but I'm sure I'll give it a whirl. And It's mm-hmm. a really good game. Um, you know, I, I, I'm glad I picked up the one copy my store had. Uh, I think we wound up getting another, like maybe two or three copies total, mm-hmm. uh, like throughout the throughout its entire run. This game's a heck of a collector's item right now. I mean. What is it? What is it going for in the aftermarket these days? Let's see. What is game I say for my? Now this is Chronicles app? you're talking about, right? Chronicles, correct. Which okay. is to Akamajo Dracula is the name of Castlevania at uh, the original right. Castlevania in Japan. So let's see. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's let's, let's put all my Castlevanias out. C a n i a Castlevania. So let's see. Yeah, it's, it's only 137 I really thought it was more than that. Well, I 137 that, is a low number. For I,
1: I was going to say, like, I, I, I mean, I might have a Funko Pop that's like $175. But, like, a it, video game, I think, makes more sense to me to be $175. So $137 is, is, you know, nothing to shake a stick at.
0: You know what's funny, though, is that I really thought that was going to be higher. That is, uh... That is... Eight. It's the ninth most expensive Castlevania game I have. The ninth? <laughs> I have eight more expensive than that. That's crazy. That is crazy. Well, you're. I mean,
1: you're a very big collector, so it makes True, sense. True, but it's
0: just, like, wild to me how many Castlevania games are more expensive <clears throat> than Castlevania Chronicles, which is just a legit rarity. Like, the Game Boy Advance games are... Um, are all three of those more expensive than that? Where's the third one?
1: Yeah, because because now the now the listeners want to
0: know what the most
1: expensive Castlevania game in your collection is.
0: All right, well let's see. So Castlevania Chronicles is currently listing at one thirty seven. Harmony of Dissonance is at one fifty. Bloodlines for Genesis is one sixty six. These are complete in box prices. Uh, okay. Super Castlevania Four is at one eighty four. Wow. Uh, Aria of Sorrow for GBA is up to two oh nine. This is surprising. The first Castlevania for NES is up to two sixteen complete in box. Wow! I had no idea that had gone up that much.
1: Does uh, it have a pr- Out of curiosity, does it have a price for
0: um, just cart? Cart only is twenty five bucks.
2: <laughs> Good lord! It's
0: the, the, just the box and the manual. Yeah, uh, makes it worth so much. Wow. Yeah. Uh Castlevania Legends for Game Boy. This one's always been expensive. Uh, I only have it. Oh the price is just updated now Chronicles like, like as is, you're reading it as I was reading it the price just updated so now Chronicles is at 135 so it just jumped over Harmony of Dissonance. <laughs> alright so well funny. that was exciting uh, my loose plus so I have Castlevania Legends for Game Boy but I have the game and the manual I don't have the the uh, box that one goes for 285 what Castlevania: Legacy of Darkness for N sixty four complete in box is four hundred and two dollars. Which one? I'm sorry, say that again. Legacy of Darkness for N sixty four. Oh my god! Okay, that's a legit, un- uncommon game. That's another one. That's yeah, always good I don't, I don't money.
1: think I've ever heard of that one either.
0: It's not great.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, I remember Castlevania the for
0: N sixty four is 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 better than people give it credit for, but that doesn't uh, mean it's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That one's only worth $74. Uh, complete in box. But my 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 big one here, complete in box, Castlevania Dracula X for Super Nintendo. Take a take a take a guess. Six hundred and sixty-six. Twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> Com- oh. <laughs> absolutely bananas. That's that's more than I pay in rent. That's that a is... rent payment. Holy cow. And, like, I'd, you'd think that I would be like, yeah, I should sell that. I should get those $1,200, but, like, I just can't bring myself to do it.
1: I get it. I definitely get it because I was, we're, you know, we're talking about moving and, and we're both talking about, all right, let's let's just really like, pare down the junk we have. And my first thought is, let me get rid of some of these funcos And I look at the prices and I'm like, oh, man, I can, you know, this could really go and, and help the moving effort. And I'm like, but I don't want to get rid of it. I like right? it a lot. You know?
0: I bought it because I liked it. Like, so that that's this isn't one that I got later on. Like, this is my copy of Dracula X from when it came out. Like I rented it, thought it was amazing, went to the store and bought it. Like, this is my copy from when I was a kid. Mm. Um, so I I, I I couldn't let that go. Nah. I, I wouldn't want to let any of my Castlevania's go. The least expensive Castlevania I own would be Lords of Shadow for Xbox three sixty for a whopping eleven dollars.
1: <laughs> I may have paid digitally to play that. (laughs) (laughs) So I definitely have that one.
0: I don't think I'm missing that many Castlevania games. I think I actually have most (laughs) of them.
1: Well, that was a fun trip to the to the blue book.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a good time. But we should probably go listening listening to some music. Uh, Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah. So let's uh, let's dive into this game's weird track names.
1: (laughs) Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait.
0: These are the track names from the official release of this soundtrack, um, and uh, yeah, we got a decent we got a decent number of tracks ahead of us tonight. We're gonna do our first is a uh, called something loopy. <laughs>
1: uh, Just, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's uh, from. I knew it. I knew a girl like that.
0: <laughs> this is when you—it's doing your name entry, so it's a short, short, short song, good thirty-four seconds long. Here is something loop, loopy from—I'm just going to say Castlevania Chronicles because I'm not very good at saying Akumajo Dracula. So we're just going to yeah. say Castlevania Chronicles, even though that's not accurate because this is the actual music from the X sixty-eight thousand release and not the PlayStation release, which had slightly updated audio. Uh, fine. This is something loopy from Akumajo Dracula for the Sharp X sixty-eight thousand. Enjoy. Well, it certainly did loop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I have to now, assume that's what loopy means. <laughs>
1: they're, yes, they're like, we need a name for this. And the guy's like, I don't know, something loopy. <laughs> they're like, ah, brilliant, okay, anyway. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, I liked it, though. I really liked, um, I liked its depth. I like how it felt. Uh, you know, I, I talk all the time about the reverb giving things, um, you know, faux 3D and stuff. It, it felt really, it felt good, it felt um, full, and, and um, even though it's a small bit of music for probably a very tiny part of the game, you know, selecting your name or whatever, um, <clears throat> it felt big. It felt daunting, too, like, oh, this is like the pensive part before the, the calm, before the storm, so to speak. I liked it.
0: Right very uh very nice eerie castlevania sounds and also since this is a platform I'm not overly familiar with it's it's really neat hearing what kind of instrumentation this system is capable of I, didn't, I haven't really listened to this music before cuz I've only you can play the original version on the PlayStation game but I played through the PlayStation version of it um, mm-hmm. just because uh, it was uh, I think the difficulty was leveled out so that it's not quite as insane as uh, apparently the original version's like stupid stupid hard so um and I just liked the, the the graphics. I as ridiculous as it was, Simon's pink hair was just neat looking. So <laughs> it uh, was what it was. So I'm I'm excited to hear where this goes from here and how this all sounds. Um yeah. so moving on to the next track is well it's it's the Castlevania track. It's this game's version of Vampire Killer. Um it was used for Stage 1, seeing as this is a effectively a remake of Stage 1 of the first Castlevania game. It's, I remember very specifically that there are trees in the background that get struck by lightning and then burst into flames, uh, and have a, like, a very 16-bit scaling and rotation, almost Mode 7-ish looking thing where they fall down, which was kind of neat. Mm. Um, so I'm always, I'm always into uh, iterations of Vampire Killer. It's a fantastic song, so let's give it a listen. Enjoy. Wow,
1: that was that was
0: that was Vampire Killer from uh, Akamado Dragon for X sixty eight thousand. What a wow! <laughs> that was that was surprising. Jeez, uh, that that's that's probably the most dynamic version of that song I've ever heard.
1: I agree one hundred and ten percent. I'm I'm a huge fan of that song. It's like probably one of my favorite songs ever composed for a video game system ever. Um, but that version really took it to another place. Uh, Probably the best possible way.
0: Oh, hard, hard agree. I I love the original version of Vampire Killer. God, we <laughs> did that what like six years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's I a long the, time. It's ago. been a long time since we did the done the original Castlevania. But the version in the original Castlevania is so perfect because it's it has energy, but it's so quiet. Right? It's mm-hmm. got this really you're a small person in a very big mansion kind of really quiet nature to it. And I've heard this song reinvented dozens and dozens and dozens of times, really oh, yeah. big and heavy and and fast. Uh, but this goes this goes up and down like really well. Like when it goes to the the second first off, it repeats the uh, the main. Uh, it mm-hmm. repeats that. What's it like? Uh, an extra two times, right? Usually it goes through that twice, but this one it goes through it four times, which is interesting. And then when it brings it back down, the way it kind of the instruments just kind of take everything um, much more like kind of I guess lower and more spread out makes it feel much more full and quieter during the Mm -hmm. which is not something that this song usually does usually they just continue with that high energy but then they they do those cool little pauses where they just kind of give you like an extra couple of beats before pounding right back into it and doing all that weird extra stuff like goodness gracious this is fantastic (laughs) Uh, when when
1: it did the break and it kind of gave that cut time thing and then like that weird like it's so unexpected and it's easy to laugh at but once it hits to the next passage I was honestly I was blown away I thought it was just so good they did such a good job here taking you know the classic the you know and well we say classic now I mean this is what ninety one. It's, it's a substantial classic at the time. Now it's, you know, over the top. But to, to go ahead and, and do that, too, it was...
0: Psh. Yeah, I mean, we're talking Fantastic. 93. So this was... Jeez, um, when was the first drag, uh, Akumato Dracula released? I want to say 86? 87 mm-hmm. in Japan, maybe? Um, <clears throat> I got to find out. Because, yeah, this, this was... Uh, classic reinvention music though, though like alright so we did Super Castlevania 4 what last year and mm-hmm. you know the version of Vampire Killer and that is nowhere near as interesting as this one right uh why see the the TV show is throwing everything off you used to be able to type Castlevania and be like here's the Wikipedia page about the uh, the video games and now you type right. in Castlevania it's like here's the show like, did
1: you mean the show <laughs> no I meant Castlevania the- damn it <laughs> Because the show is the only thing that exists. Yes. Yeah, it exists on its own. Don't know what you're talking about. Source material. Never heard of it.
0: TV is more important. Uh, yeah, 86 was when this uh, came out in Japan. So we're uh, we're pushing like uh, 86. Or You're just shy of a decade. Um, yeah. So good times. They, they, they ph- ph- Phenomenal work. This is really exciting. Now I can't wait to hear uh, where they go with everything else in here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the next track is called Creatures in the Depth. This is the boss music. Um, I'm very curious what this is going to sound like. I, I have so few memories of this game. I remember playing it on PlayStation when it came out in 2001. So, that's, what, 22 years ago now? Uh, and I, I have not touched this game since. Um, mm-hmm. Other than to look at it and be like, man, I should play this again someday and then just <laughs> not do it.
1: And then not touch it whatsoever. <laughs>
0: not do it. I just put it back on my shelf. Um but yeah, so I'm curious how this is going to. What's the NES track "Poison Mind"? I'm curious if this is going to be if this is going to be similar to the boss music from NES Castlevania, or how different this is. Because I'm looking at the rest of these track lists, and they're the the rest of these songs are very much not from Castlevania One. Like uh, I think one or two of them are, but I'm seeing stuff from all the way up to Castlevania Four in here. So uh, let's see what "Creatures in the Depth is like. Enjoy. Some bossy boss music
1: it's that ever bossed right
0: yeah that was a heck of a lot more intense than uh, the original NES boss music for sure
1: it definitely you can definitely um, feel the the ability of, of this uh, system to really crank out some like impressive uh, audio like those hits are they're very punchy like a, like a kick drum would be and I'm, I'm very impressed by them.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely it's more Genesis than Super Nintendo, you know, cuz it's I'll not agree. using samples. It's more using it's like sound capabilities, but mm-hmm. it's a it's I don't hate it. <laughs> I'm not unhappy about it at all.
1: No, absolutely. It's 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 pretty cool, honestly. It's Again, very... this is this this is I'm sorry to cut you off. This is no. definitely my first listen through of of this soundtrack, so Yeah,
0: yeah it's very video game, and I'm very curious I'm really curious how this is going to go from here. Like, Because one of the things that I like about the Castlevania series is the way they reuse songs from previous games. And right. like, I know there's been stuff that's uh, showed up in like that, like we didn't do I don't think, we didn't do Haunted Castle, right? We, we skipped that entirely. Mostly because... I believe so. That game's terrible and <laughs> its music's pretty Sh- decent, but it's... Should never be spoken of. It's not called Castlevania or Akumajo Dracula, so I skipped it. Although it's It doesn't matter. (laughs) We're we're not talking about Hot Castle. But music from that game has been repurposed later as well. Uh, So I'm I'm curious if we're going to hear anything here that I'm familiar with from later games. But this one here, uh, our next track is called Thrashard in the Cave. I don't know what a (laughs) thrashard is. um, And I don't know what to expect from this song. So uh, here we go. Here's Thrashard in the Cave from Akumajo Dracula for the Sharp X68000. Enjoy. Alright, that was Threshard in the cave and that was really weird because some of this it, I mean, it, it has to be a direct reference in Symphony of the Night. When you start playing Symphony of the Night, when you play the the intro where you fight Dracula, before you do the little, little intro fight as Richter against Dracula, there's like very brief uh, part of it that's the stage and some of this is that. The um... Uh, like kind of the main riff that doo do, do 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 like that is mm-hmm. at, that is note for note how that song starts. Yeah. But it's after that. So, so as soon as it started, I was like, "Oh my god, it's this song!" But then it then it changed. Then it it was a totally different song kind of built around that same motif which was really interesting to me
1: i mean you said it before when um you know you said all the other games draw upon its predecessors i would not be surprised if that was uh absolutely the case just
0: strange that they like just took this one piece of it instead of taking the whole thing what's that song called um
1: well, while you look for it, you, ha- you had me curious if thrash art was even a word. And the <laughs> only place it shows up is a song by the band Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, D.R.I. And uh, someone wrote an article uh, July 22nd, 2023. Uh, and I don't know if this is, you know, pertains, but I found it very interesting. I'm just going to put it out there. Thrashard by D.R.I. depicts the raw energy and aggression for, of thrash metal concerts, specifically focusing on the experience of being in the pit song captures the excitement and adrenaline rush that comes with attending these shows where fans gather to slam, mosh, and thrash to the music. Now, huh. uh, I should have uh, done this because I'm a very bad uh, what do you call it, uh, researcher. I should have looked this up real quick uh, to see when this track came out. And it was released in
2: 1989.
1: Huh. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe there's something. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's purely coincidental.
0: Some food for thought. Indeed. That is interesting. Because uh,
1: while I'm reading that, I'm listening to this song, and I'm thinking, this is kind of tra- thrashy. It is. It, it's definitely got, like, the earmarks <laughs> of, like, the early trash, thrash, I keep saying trash,
0: thrash sound, right? So Yeah, yeah that's- like, that's that's got to be a, 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 that's so weird to me. <laughs> I, 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 that is really interesting, but, but you know something.
1: This um, this O three prologue. What was it? Symphony of the Night, right? Yeah. Okay. From Symphony of the Night, which I think Symphony of the Night has a more edgy, more rock, more metal. Mm-hmm. This really sounds more like early thrash metal. So it'd be, uh, see now. Now I don't know if I'm drawing invisible lines to things that aren't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So I don't. Who I don't knows? know. I'm, i've 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 cracked the code chris i've cracked the code (laughs) (laughs) i look like charlie day she hasn't worked here in months all right anyway um no that's that's i mean it you're absolutely spot on by saying this is the guitar line this is the melody line whatever You, you got that one that's crazy interesting yeah well long story short i loved it i thought it was really really good because I guess it <laughs> plays to my metal leanings. I don't know. Uh, no, but it, it's really good. It's very punchy and very like, uh, uh like pushing and adrenaline. You know, let's let's go. Let's do this thing. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I, I I dig that in some video games, like especially when done right. You know,
0: right. Very very Castlevania stage music. You know, that's a uh, well yeah. done, really high energy, fun to listen to. Good stuff. Well, it looks like we're getting back to some Castlevania 1 music here. The music for Stage 3 is Wicked Child, which is indeed a song from the original Castlevania. Uh, After how out of the park they knocked Vampire Killer, I'm very curious how this one's going to turn out. So let's give a listen to Wicked Child from Akumajo Dracula for the X68000. Enjoy. Well, that was certainly an interesting and unexpected rendition of Wicked Child.
1: <laughs> unexpected is absolutely the word.
0: What would you, what would, like, to just completely change the cadence of the song? What would you call that, like?
1: Uh, midway? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'd like, I think it's because of the way it bops. I, the first thing I think of is a carnival midway or. Yeah, it's something. definitely
0: boppier, right? It's, it's,
1: it's that bass, because the bass is like.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, this is always this is a really driving song in the original and this is like just kind of boppy and and off-kilter in a very creepy kind of way. Like it definitely works with the vibe of Castlevania. It's just I did, never would have imagined this song sounding this way. That's pretty fun.
1: I dug it though. I I thought it was a lot of fun. Um I like the 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 changes to it. It's uh, but you know again I, I talk about this a lot I like remixes and I like reinterpolations and stuff it's always fun to kind of be listening to something and you go hey wait a second wasn't that you know so I thought it was I thought it was spectacular Big
0: yeah I, I had a really good time with it I do wish it was a bit more dynamic um just thinking about what they did with Vampire Killer and knowing how this song has a really interesting, interesting dynamic to begin with um <clears throat> It seems like they left a little little they left a little bit on the floor with this one, but uh, all in all, I did really enjoy it. It was a it was a fun take on this song, and it seems like it uh, seems like it would fit the fit the stage pretty well mm-hmm. if it's a, if it's similar to the the NES versions stage. Um, yeah, it's a, it, it's a, an interesting change of pace. Definitely uh, not not what I expected, and quite uh, quite the fun take. Yeah. So moving onward, we get to Bloody Tears. Now we're into some Castlevania II music here. Everybody knows Bloody Tears. It's one of the more famous uh, Castlevania songs. So let's let's see what this game's rendition of Bloody Tears is like. Enjoy. tears i love that song that's a pretty solid rendition of it what'd you think
1: i i loved it it was it was really punchy and like i mean that song's upbeat to begin with but this i, I think the the timbre and the of the of the instruments and stuff and it it gave it an extra like pep in its step and it made it i don't know more peppy for me <laughs> i'm dying <coughs> sorry um I've I've the baseline was fantastic oh yeah but there there's a part there where kind of they were doing these bass bends which were really funny be boom, boom boom, and <laughs> like there was it was like a little five-year-old in me giggling uh but <laughs> otherwise I I mean I I don't mean to say otherwise I all in all I think they did a fantastic job here
0: yeah this is a pretty relatively straightforward rendition of it but that's not a bad thing because it's a great song to begin with um yeah, really high energy. Like the instrumentation, I like the, the little bass bends like you were mentioning. They, I like just about everything they did here. Yeah, yeah. Good, good job, good work, solid tune. Keep up the good work. Let's see what the next one is. We've got Tower of Gears, stage five, because uh, okay. there's always a clock tower. So I was
1: gonna say, yeah, I'm guessing this is the clock tower.
0: Let's uh, let's give it a listen. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see if this is a song that I know or a song that I don't. Here we go. That was the Tower of Gears, and well, that was that sounded very Clock Tower. That sounded like the kind of music that would stress me out nice and good while playing a Clock Tower stage with a bunch of Medusa heads flying at me.
1: I was just gonna say, there's <laughs> nothing more stress-inducing than the Clock Tower with the Medusa heads. Any any game that has a Medusa head like uh, enemy, I'm I'm immediately upset. Yeah, um, yeah that that um that snare drum was real intense. I was yeah. trying to. You know, it's so the, so the rhythm is is a little off, right? You're listening to it, and it kind of has its own, you know, and I, and I kind of got lost in it for a second, and I was just like so hyper focused on the on the snare drum that I kind of forgot the rest of the song existed. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's really good, actually. I'm a fan of it. That's I will say that snare is a little unnerving <laughs> if if that's even possible. But uh, all in all, it's good. It, it sounded familiar. Um, but maybe because it sounds like a couple other things.
0: Yeah I can't say there were any like actual parts of it that reminded me of anything else in specific but it definitely as far as tone is concerned it that definitely had a familiar <laughs> feeling to it mm-hmm. um, but I, I couldn't really place anything specific in it like that other song so, yeah. Good stuff though good good stuff let's 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 keep it going. We got this next one is called Moon fight.
1: okay I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's not a fight on the moon
0: (laughs) or a fight where people are pulling each other's pants down oh (laughs) moon fight (laughs) let's give it a listen Moon Fight, I liked that one a lot.
1: There was something about it that made me uh, think of Streets of Rage, like the later Ooh. the beach epi- the beach level.
0: yeah okay. I, it's got
1: to be those rising synthesizers. But um, that that aside, it was good. Um, I, I don't think it was my favorite so far, but it was good.
0: It definitely had a um, like the beginning part of it reminded me of Thriller. <laughs> like the bass line, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so they had a very thriller vibe to it. But then, like, I don't know. I really liked how it kind of changed that more uh, uh, kind of major chordy things. You know, that's that's really my that's that that always speaks to me is major chords. But it's it had a very uh, it had a very like sixteen bit game, or like 80, 80s, early 90s art, uh, anime feel to it for some reason. I don't know. It, it made I me feel really happy to hear it. Uh, <coughs> I, I, I really really enjoyed that a lot, so I, I thought that was great. I was I was really into that one. Okay. Uh, so the next one is another tower. We've got the Tower of Dolls. So this soundtrack is a Tower of Gears and a Tower of Dolls. Tower of Dolls sounds horrifying. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not... Let's not go there. Let's
0: not look at this one, but let's listen to it. Let's yeah. hear what Tower of Dolls is. Enjoy. The Tower of Dolls that had a very that one sounded very Sega Genesis to me. That that bass sound <clears> was throat> extremely throat> Genesis, and boy, I can't I can't put my finger on what that reminds me of. That that was giving me some very specific specific vibes. No idea what though.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you either. But um, again, I, I'm I'm really starting to pay more attention to the drums of these of these pieces. They're pretty solid. Very um, synthetic, because I I don't want to say synthesizer. I guess synthesized, but um, very drum paddy. But like good, because I've heard a lot of bad drum pads. So I'm I'm really impressed with
0: uh, the backbeats and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it is pretty solid stuff, I must say. Yeah, I I genuinely, I really enjoyed this one. This was, I thought, was a very fun. Very fun song very castlevania uh really fitting into that kind of more modern castlevania actiony uh sort of song very very enjoyed that very enjoyed (laughs) without having to look at any dolls
1: uh yeah my that's my favorite part is not having to look at a bunch of creepy (laughs) dolls
0: all right uh let's see next up we've got etude for the killer uh, this is the music from Stage 7. I think that's how you say, say that word. E T U D E, etude. 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 It's a tood for a killer. Uh, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But let's listen to the song. Enjoy. <laughs> song. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I don't want to try to re- re- repeat that. That's that title, but boy, that was—it's was... it's pronounced "étude." Etude. Oh, all right. And etude it means it means a short musical composition,
1: typically for one instrument, designed as an exercise to improve the technique or
0: demonstrate the skill of the player. Well, thank you. That was extraordinarily informative.
1: You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Um, and now knowing that, I. Definitely feel like that was uh, an appropriate title. If not, maybe a nod to the character, as you know, Belmont uses a whip, uh-huh. and that's his instrument.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I thought it was fantastic. I liked, I liked that that section there where it's uh going, and then it kind of trails off, and and another piece comes in, and beautifully executed
0: yeah it was uh that was that was quite good um I like where it faded from the one instruments to the other like that part was really really cool to me uh it it kinda it was nice it was nicely dynamic it it went to yes. it went to various places which I, I wasn't entirely sure it was going to when the song started you know I like it when you start listening to something and like I've got this figured out and then when you think about playing something this late in the game and it going to parts where the music is just that quiet is mm-hmm. really really interesting to me. Uh, it's, it's probably a really good uh, put you off balance while you're trying to concentrate on the uh, what's going on in the stage which is probably very difficult by this point. Uh, that's,
1: that's what I was going to say is I'm sure by playing and then you get that bit that trails away you're kind of like wait what's, about, what's happening? Wait, wait what? And you expect something you know and, and i like you're right like to psych out the gamer it's like ooh yeah lots of fun right there
0: well uh, this next one is really interesting to me and i want to take a look at this timeline one more time here um okay. so this is simon's theme or theme of simon and I've, I've heard it referred to a bunch of times mm-hmm. oh yeah i guess this was this was t- two years later and so this was the uh, the main you know first stage theme from super castlevania 4 this is a, a just a phenomenal song um which I've seen I've definitely heard this reprised in uh, Castlevania Bloodlines Which I think is a really interesting uh, Version version of this song I, The original version from Super Castlevania 4 Is one of my favorite Castlevania tunes Like period So I'm mm-hmm. very curious what they did uh, With this song Which is actually our second to last song For uh, for the episode mm. So uh, let's, let's hope it's a good one. I mean, I can't, can't not be. I've never heard a bad version of Simon's Theme. So here is Simon's Theme from Akumajo Dracula from the Sharp X68000, originally from Super Castle 84 for Super NES. Enjoy. <laughs> that was pretty great that was that's definitely the version that the Castlevania Chronicles i sorry the Castlevania Bloodlines one is based on because mm-hmm. I've if I remember correctly that sounds a lot like that which I always thought was a really interesting reinvention of that song but um yeah I'm just listening to the Genesis version right now and it is it definitely does that thing where it starts off with the organ just like that mm-hmm. um it's not as good as this version though. <laughs> like this Genesis one's alright, um, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't go quite as hard as this one does. They they did a they put a lot of they put a lot of love into that version. That was great. Uh, what a weird choice of bass instrument um, to play this song's extraordinarily weird bass line to begin with, right? This one of the things that makes uh, Simon's theme or theme of Simon such an interesting song is how wild the bass line is. It's just all over the place. Um, this is a really cool interpretation. I enjoyed the heck out of that.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, to your point, this is probably one of the best, one of the most iconic, um, you know, Castlevania tracks ever, ever produced. Um, and they did nothing short of knocking it out of the park. Honestly, it's um, I don't even know where to begin with it. Like, uh, that that opening, right? That yeah. organ, that organ sounds pretty big. Not massive, like, cathedral, but, like, a nice tiny church, and it just sounds full and rich, and then they let it, they just let that bass line come in, and it's a little, I don't know, pensive maybe? Pensive might be the word of the day here, and <laughs> um, and it just does this great job of kind of kinda going, like, if you're not familiar, like, alright, where's this going? Where's this going? And then it just rips, and it's so good. Just such a very good, and, and you know, we you know, we've talked a bunch about the genesis versus nintendo super nintendo you know sound cards and stuff and you know we're both kind of on the same side of that argument but in this case i think it really works in favor of the track um so it sounds a little more like the genesis sound card i think it i think it works really really well
0: for this version of the song sure i mean i right. still def like i just listen to the super nintendo version right now it's a, I still vastly prefer that version um
1: just because oh, no question.
0: That's that's what that was written for, um, but yeah, giving it this different reinterpretation through the X 68000s uh, unique sound uh, was it came out great. I was very impressed. Yeah. Very impressed indeed. Super awesome. <laughs> which brings us to our last track, yeah. which I kid you not is called "You Goddamn Bathead." Oh, <laughs> okay. It's the last boss theme. Uh what a what a great track name. <laughs> I'm so curious if this is gonna sound like any other uh final boss music from, from Castlevania series, but you just gotta love that title. Uh so anyway, here is you goddamn bad head <laughs> from Aquamanjo Dracula for the Sharp x 68000 Enjoy. <laughs> Well Matt, you goddamn bad head. <laughs> wow. I thought we were friends. <laughs> you um know, uh, when I when I thought about Final Boss music for a a Castlevania game, I thought of many things. Uh record scratching was not one of them.
1: <laughs> you you mean it's not on brands? <laughs> um I
0: absolutely love this. I thought it was I, great the record scratching was was, was just a big unexpected uh, it seemed like I was fighting Dracula to the tune of C&C Music Factory and it was a. Uh, I really wanted somebody to come out and like a woman to come out and like sing I'm gonna make you sweat or like <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take you for a ride or something
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow 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 there's a lot of jokes in my head. I'm I'm just gonna leave them there, because um, <laughs> it's, it's just gonna be me embarrassing myself, attempting to sing like uh, Martha Washington. Anyway, um, she did all the stuff for CNC Music Factory. Ah, okay. She was one half of the, uh, I believe, it was the Weather Girls that did "It's Raining Men." Oh, um,
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, okay. Sidetracking. Here we go. Uh, she had a big lawsuit against CNC Music Factory because. All of her parts in the music video were, uh, you know, lip-synced because it's a music video by a French, an African-French model who's, you know, uh, I'm not going to beat her the bush. She's like 90 pounds soaking wet. You know what I mean? She's very aesthetically pleasing to what a lot of people may consider. Martha Washington, however, is not. She's a heavy set african-american woman with a fantastic voice and she she fought them hard and she got her due wow. so yeah cool. and that happened to her a lot which is a real shame anyway um this song reminded me a lot of a band i'm sure you're not familiar with but uh you may become familiar with at some point in the distant near future uh my life with a thrill kill cult they do um they have a very Uh, if you're familiar with the uh, Crow soundtrack there's a scene in a club they're actually the band on the stage playing their own song so it's very uh, there's like a funk element to this electro-industrial kind of stuff and this song very much like rings all those bells for me especially that part where it's just the bass going just the bass just that one moment of like and then get back into it really good really 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 good This, mm, they're mm, my life of the thrill kill cult is playing in my area on Halloween, and I keep I've seen them twice already, and they're really great, and I'm considering going. I don't know yet. Mm.
0: Anyway, anyway. Well, yeah, I I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know what 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 more to add to it. This is a some pretty solid final boss music and pretty solid. Cassavity soundtrack all in all. I'm glad I remembered to cover it instead of jumping right to Rondo. Um, which I guess we'll be hitting up Rondo next year.
1: Uh, something to look forward to. Yes, yes indeed. We're all still here.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: God well, willing.
0: With that being said, what did you what did you think of this soundtrack overall?
1: I gotta say, I thought it was fantastic. I, I'm a real big fan of it. Um, I love being pleasantly surprised. Like I said before, I love... Um, you know, re- re-interpolations, uh, you know, remixes, updates, you know, reorchestrations. orchestrations I love all that stuff, and this did not disappoint.
0: Yeah, this is uh, this was some solid stuff. It's a great way to get myself in the uh, in the spooky spirit, as it were. Besides, mm-hmm. uh, I've been listening to my uh, uh, Symphony of the Night vinyl I bought recently. Mm. That's and gotta that be gorgeous. It, it is, and the, sa- the that soundtrack's amazing. That's that's gonna be what two years from now, I think, because it was uh, Rondo and then that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds about right.
0: Rondo, Bloodlines. Oh, then we got Dracula X. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to speed this along. I want to get Symphony of the Night sooner than later, but uh, well, you know, uh, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, seriously. Man. Are we gonna are we gonna get through all the Castlevania games? Or are we gonna be doing this until we're like fifty? Who knows? But uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I got no plans.
0: That's true. I got nowhere to be. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a, uh, that was fun. And that is our show. Um, join us next time. We'll be keeping up with our other October tradition with the ninth annual spooky special.
1: Yay. Yay. Uh, I have no plans yet. <laughs> I have nothing. I have one song. <laughs> I have one song in the chamber. And yep. you know what? When it comes time to record, I will
0: forget what that one song is. Fantastic! I <laughs> yep. look forward to it. <laughs> Can't wait, right? Yeah, right. Right. Uh, we've got we've got time. The spooky special nah, comes yeah. out uh, comes out on Halloween every year, so we've got we've got time to figure this out. Figure out when we're going to record it, and well, we'll get it done because the spooky special isn't it's important for it's many spooky. reasons. For many reasons, yeah. Well, this has been fun, Uh, and with that, let's do our our closing routine. We here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geekade Discord channel in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff relating to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com, and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. Wave back! Another Geekade podcasts are made possible thanks to the Geekade Patreon page. There, patrons can get access to a monthly podcast topic and recording schedule, get early access to most of Geekade's shows, including this one and more. If, you're in, if you've enjoyed our podcast over the years, follow the link in the description and give it a look. We really appreciate it. Finally, as always, be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. We're going to leave you tonight with a song called Mother Earth, which is this game's end credits theme, as we are wont to do, and we'll see you in a a little little less than a month for a bonus episode for the spooky special Uh, thanks for listening and enjoy